Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. He gets so crazy at times. It sounds like... You yell back at your radio. What are you talking about? What the hell? He gets so angry. You tweet to try and calm him down. Now... He gets an hour all to himself. It's Sparky's Midday Madness on the fan with Steve Sparky Pfeiffer. All right, welcome in. Sparky's Midday Madness as we broadcast live from the Lakeland University studios, leader in online education for more than 25 years, lakeland.edu. We're going to talk about uh, a little bit about this whole Corbin Burns thing, winning the Cy Young, and the fact that he's going to be on the big show tomorrow at 106. But the way we're going to talk about it is like this. And this is what I want you to call up uh, and talk about uh, and tweet us at 1250 AM, the fan, uh, as well. Dan Plucker and I were trying to figure out the best way to say this. So I'll try to explain the best I can on the air and leave the social media question up to him. So Corbin Burns winning a Cy Young. I- I'll tell you, you know, those of you that are older than me, I'm 45. So those of you that are older than me uh, have seen it before, right? Vukovic in, what was it, 82, I believe, was the last time they they won this. I was six. So don't really remember it. But if you would have told me that a Brewers pitcher would have won a Cy Young Award, considering all the years in which I've watched this team be awful, to the years where they've been competitive and competing uh, in the playoffs, maybe go to a World Series, but always lack pitching and having to trade for the uh, Grinkies and Sabathias of the world and Sean Markham or having to overpay for a Jeff Supon. Like through all of that, that you would have had a Cy Young Award winner on your team. And then on top of that, have another person in the rotation who was deemed the, you know, the number one pitcher in the rotation based on how the season started and Brandon Woodruff, to be number five in the Cy Young Award voting, I just said, you're out of your mind crazy. Like, there's no chance that's happening. And it did. So this is, these are the two questions I got. One, the first question, the positive side. What's the one thing that's happened since you've been a fan of these Wisconsin sports teams? that you're completely surprised by or taken aback by that you did not think you'd you'd live to see. Like, ah, it's not going to happen. Well, I'm alive. It's not going to happen. I'm never going to get a chance to see this. What's that one thing 
uh, or maybe you have multiple things that you can't believe you actually got to see in your lifetime as a Wisconsin sports fan. That's the first thing. For me, Corbin Burns is right there at the top of the list for me. Right, right there at the top. So that's the first thing. The second thing is the other side of it, right? The negative side of it. What's the one thing you can't believe you actually saw occur uh, that hurt you so much that you can't believe it happened uh, as a Wisconsin sports fan? So the positive and the negative. Did I explain that right, Plucker? Or should I re-explain it again? Or should you explain it? No, I thought that was pretty good. It was okay? Yeah. People understand what I'm talking about. So that's what we're looking for. So the Corbin Burns, maybe to the fourth and twenty-six, right? Those two moments. The, the the best moment that you can't believe you saw, that you're so excited that you were alive to see. Listen, a lot of Cub fans lived their life, never got to see the Cubs win a World Series. Never got to see it. And some fans were lucky enough to be alive to see that actually happen. So not everybody gets to see their favorite sports team win a championship. Not everybody gets to see their favorite sports team, you know win an MVP or something like this. It really comes down to what your expectations were uh, as a fan as you were growing up and, and getting older of what you thought you might or might not see in your lifetime. 414-799-1250. 414-799-1250. Tweet us at 1250 AM, the fan. Uh, a couple other things I want to touch on, too, before we get to the calls and tweets and so forth. The USFL is back again uh, for 2022. Uh, another spring league again. Uh, and according to Kevin Seifert from ESPN, it'll be one site. All these games will be played only at one site. He thinks uh, it could be Birmingham, Alabama. So its teams will be named after the original USFL teams from back in the day. So you got the Generals, the Stars, the Gamblers in Houston. All the old names are back. Fine. This is the one part of this story, I don't know if Flucker saw it, that... Is amazing to me. The league is run by Fox Sports. The league is not run by Vince McMahon. The league is not run by any other billionaire owner or multi-million dollar one singular person, right? That, like the XFL is the rock. Okay, fine. This is a corporation that's going to run this spring league and be in control of it. Fox Sports, they're running it. So they're also going to air the games. Brian Woods is the president of football operations. Fox employees, Daryl Johnston, right, the former Cowboy fullback. Mike Pereira, the former referee. And Edward Hartman, I don't know him, uh, are among those in the league office running the USFL and having control of the USFL. Guys, again, let me just be out in front on this. I think this is a dangerous, dangerous thing that we're talking about here allowing a TV network to run a league. Like, I mean, it's good for the USFL and their employees because league's not going to go away after one year. I can't imagine if Fox, the TV company, is running it. I mean, they're going to they're gonna get to dictate all of this, right? They're going to get to dictate rules, time of games, everything that goes along with it, contracts, uh, how much these guys are going to get paid. They're going to be in control of everything. I think it's dangerous. So... I'm just going to put that out there now before we get any farther in this, but I think this is a dangerous uh, precedent to begin because as you go forward here uh, and look at how things could eventually become, who's to say that at some point Fox Sports couldn't decide to start their own college football league and say, hey, NCAA, they don't want to get with the times, whatever the case may be, 
We're going to have our own college football league. We're going to have a super league, you know, type deal. And that's how this whole thing is going to play out. Kind of like how soccer was apparently going to do at one point, and then the whole thing got disbanded before it even got started. But who's to say that can't happen? Where they take the top 10, 12 teams in college football and go start their own league during football season. NCAA still has what they do. But those 10, 12 teams leave their conferences and come join this Super League, and all the games are only broadcast on Fox. Now, again, they got to deal with the Big Ten right now. But who's to say that, that at some point, one of these TV networks couldn't do that? They pay out the cash to the universities to come be a part of this league, and they run the whole thing. Any concern you may have there, Plucker, with that possible setup at some point with Fox now setting the precedent of running the USFL and eventually maybe – at some point, my fear is one of these TV networks eventually could start forming their own leagues and really kind of screw everything up. Yeah, I mean, in college, I could maybe see something like that happening. No I mean, that's Alabama, LSU, Michigan, Ohio State. They handpick who they want. Yeah. They put it in. NCAA, you do your bowl games. You do everything you want. These teams are going to play for us in, in our own league. We're going to pay the universities out of our money. All the games are going to be on our TV station. We'll go up against Wisconsin versus Nebraska on your on your TV network. And over here, we're going to have Alabama playing LSU twice a season like or Clemson the, twice a season. The thing that they would have to do is keep the tradition. Like, you you have to keep, like, for Michigan, for example, the Ohio State game has to be there. The Michigan State game probably has to be there as well. Um, and that's the, that's the only pl- thing that makes this kind of difficult because at what point do you get to, Some like— Some traditions can, get cut off. Exactly. And, right. And— that's going to be really difficult for a lot of schools and fan bases because yep. those have meant so much. And it's what has driven college football to what it is today is those rivalries, is this, those traditions. Like Michigan absolutely beat the crap out of Maryland this weekend. Ohio State obviously played Michigan State, but they've rolled through really most of their schedule. Wasn't too. much of a game. So, so the thing is, like, on a weekly basis, if you had like Michigan LSU or Michigan Georgia or like these different matchups every week that are big every single week, and you do set it up almost more like an NFL team, right. team schedule where it's like any given Saturday type of thing, no doubt. Like that's that's probably more intriguing. You're not going to have probably, I would assume, undefeated seasons left and right. And think about the recruiting anymore. aspect. Mm-hmm. If you're recruiting to that league versus if you're Wisconsin recruiting to try and win an NCAA championship. And again, now all of a sudden the Badgers become a real player in a Final Four playoff scenario or 8 or 12 or whatever they end up with because the powers are gone. But then how much does it really mean now if you win that versus a made-up corporate-run mm-hmm. league where, has, where they have the best of the best at the end of the day? And it's not going to mean as much. Maybe big-picture crazy type situation. That's what Fox is like, kind of attempting here with this. If this works... Because there's no competition football-wise in the spring other than the XFL if and when The Rock brings that back. It's just him against baseball. That's all this is. Yeah, and that's that's the only thing, though. Like I was talking to Leroy about it, and I was like, listen, there aren't even 30 quality NFL starting quarterbacks in the NFL right now. Like – they they like because I I know there are more than thirty teams. Tyrod Taylor, Jared Goff, like the dudes that I this, don't. Mike White, Joe Flacco, like these aren't guys that are NFL quarterbacks. But They're, but Plucker, this is how you fix it, and it's kind of like NFL Europe was. You got to designate players to go play in NFL Europe from your teams, right? So if I'm the Packers and I want 
pick a third-string quarterback, whoever you want, that you just drafted, right? Mm-hmm. I want him to develop, and he's been saying my practice squad, I can get him reps in the spring, right? And I want to develop him behind Jordan Love or whoever the quarterback is. Then I can designate him. So every team gets however many teams designated. Right. Every I mean, team is able to send them three to five guys or whatever. In that situation, and then they have a draft of the left street free agents to fill out their roster. In that situation, we're talking about a completely different thing, though. We're talking about NFL minor leagues, which is something that I think a lot of people that's have been what, saying all so along I, that they want. That's what I think Fox but, is probably going th- to end up. Well, with. Well, well, that's what all of these leagues wanted to be. That's yes. what the AAF wanted to be. That's yep. what the XFL wanted to be. All these leagues want to be an NFL minor league system because they know that's going to be successful. If mm-hmm. if I can look at this dude and say, man, in a couple of years from now, he could be the starting quarterback of my NFL Correct. team. Like imagine last year having Jordan Love Thank you. playing for, for one of these teams. Every Packer fan would be, well, not every, but a lot of Packer fans, the diehard Packer fans, would tune into that game every single week. Yes. And there would be analysis Correct. from different people on social media, and they would get this yep. attention that I think a lot of people would get. We talk about it every week. We would. There's no question we talk about it and, every week. And it change, it changes everything in the way that the NFL operates. The NFL draft is going to be completely different. The first 10 picks every year are going to be quarterbacks because everybody is going to want to make sure that they have their next quarterback in line just in right. case something would happen. I mean, even if you take it all the way down the wide receiver position, right? Same type of deal if you're developing this wide receiver that you're hoping to get to the next level, but right now it's stuck. But you know, free agency is going to pop up and you're going to lose one or two receivers and you need to get him reps. It makes sense. Now again, the the other side of this is I don't want to risk injury. I don't want to lose you know my young stud quarterback that I'm trying to develop for two years from now. But how invaluable would that experience have been for Jordan Love? Had he been able to take snaps in a spring league, you know, six, eight, ten games before then going to training camp, would have been huge. Would have been absolutely huge. And then the quarterback play, these backup quarterbacks, would be in a much better situation. The Fats, they're not going to go play. Andy Dalton's not going to go play in the spring league. But a guy like Mike White, perfect example. That's a guy. Go play in the spring league. Let's see if you can get any better and then go from there. And I don't think you're taking first-round picks necessarily that are starting and putting them there, but maybe. You know, maybe a Zach Wilson with New York is like, dude, I need more reps. Like, I, I just, I got to continue to work. I want to go play in this USFL and get more reps in the spring. Then the organization would have to sign off on it. But it's something uh, that I think maybe at some point uh, gets here. And if Fox is behind it, I'm just telling y'all, they got bigger plans than just the USFL. They're not getting into this just for the USFL. I just, I don't believe it to be true. I think there's more of a big picture here thing. I don't know what it is, but I think there's more to it. All right, asking you this question. I just want to touch on that because otherwise... And we will never talk about it on the big show. That's why I wanted to get Plucker's views on this, too. Uh, okay, so the one thing that you can't believe you actually got to see in your uh, in lifetime as a Wisconsin sports fan, Corbin Burns, Cy Young, definitely up there. He's on the Wendy's Big Show tomorrow at 106. And then the other side, what's the one thing you can't believe you saw from a negative standpoint uh, in your Wisconsin sports lifetime? 414-799-1250. 414-799-1250. Tweet us at 1250 AM. The fan, Mike the Painter, you're up first on Sparky's Midday Madness. What's up, Mike? Hey, thanks, Sparky. You know, Corbin Burns is up there, but it's got to be the Milwaukee Bucks NBA championship. I never thought I'd see an NBA championship in my lifetime with the way that it was going. If I would have asked and, you, if I would have asked you, like uh, three, four, five, let's say five years ago, who do you th- do you think you'll see a, a championship in baseball or basketball in the pros in your lifetime? Would you have said yes or no? No. Right. Exactly. I, I would have said yeah. the same thing. Absolutely, yeah, and uh, for the for the, the worst 
waiting to happen. It has to be the meltdown in the NFC Championship game in 2014 with the onside kick and Bostic grabbing that one. And I was planning what we were going to eat for the Super Bowl before all that happened. You were? Yeah. We thought we had the Super Bowl in hand. You know, I thought we were going to the Super Bowl. We were planning on what we were partying for. I so, remember well, that. That that I'll never forget that day either. Mike, thanks for the call. We were at um, what was Quaker Steak and Lube no longer. Um, and I used to do Packer parties there. And at the five-minute mark, right before that whole thing started, the entire bar area at Quaker Steak and Lube, which was packed, wall-to-wall people, packed. The whole bar started chanting, Super Bowl, Super Bowl, Super Bowl, with five minutes to go. The entire bar. And I was like, this is cool. Like, this is pretty cool moment, man. Like, everybody's all excited. And then, the Bostic moment and all that other stuff. Run, 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 whatever. Uh, and, and they lose the game. And then I always, I'll, I'll never forget, I always tell this story. Because uh, there's like two weeks in between those, that game and then the Super Bowl or whatever else. Uh, so, week goes by and I get a, uh, get reached out to from our sales rep here. And they're like, hey, uh, Q Club, uh, not Q Club, uh, Quaker Steak and Lube. Uh, they would like to do a, uh, a Super Bowl party still like we do every year. I was like, uh, I don't know if anybody's going to come to that. I mean, they just lost to Seattle. I'm not really quite sure anybody really cares about the Super Bowl this year. Oh, no, no, no. We'll be fine. Okay. So we came up with a concept, and we did a, like a Brewers theme party, uh, like kind of a kickoff to the Brewers season now that football is done. And they did a great job at Quaker Steak and Loop coming up with all these different giveaways that were like tailgating related, like giveaway a grill and all these different things, and then we had these bingo cards that we normally did for Packer games. We turned those uh, into, you know, the teams that were playing that day bingo cards, so we still had that as well, but instead of doing, like, Packer trivia during the game for prizes, we were doing Brewers trivia. It was a lot of fun. I had a lot of fun with it, but yeah. That one, that one I will never remember. Or I'll never forget. No question about it. How about you? What's that one positive thing that you can't believe you got to see uh, in your lifetime? Uh, and then the other one is that one that you just... Still can't believe you actually saw happen. That wasn't a positive. 414-799-1250. Tweet us at 1250 a.m. The Fan. To be a 32-yarder for Mason Crosby. Hit a 54-yarder on the opening drive. And it hits off the post. And it bounces forward. It's no good. Another miss for Crosby. His eighth of the year. See, again. Now, I, I don't know if that... Falls into the I can't believe what I'm seeing category with Mason Crosby because we saw this a few years ago where he struggled kicking the ball. So I don't know if that falls into it, but I didn't think we'd see it again. Not to this level where every game he's missing kicks, man. I I did not think we would see that uh, this season, and at least not when the season started out. But that Bengals game has him all messed up for certain. Steve Sparky, Fiber with you. Sparky's midday madness live from the Lakeland University studios. Don't forget. It's a fan's 15th annual toy drive benefiting Children's Wisconsin going on right now. Courtesy of Blaine's Farm and Fleet. Simply go to 1250amthefan.com and click on the toy drive link to donate today. It's a fan's 15th annual toy drive presented by Annex Wealth Management through December 3rd. And uh, if you want to go buy toys, that would be appreciated as well. We'll get you uh, drop-off locations of where you can drop the toys off uh, coming up next week. Uh, So stay tuned for that as well. Let's go to... Landon in Cedarburg, you're up first. Uh, what did you see that you can't believe that you've seen, which uh, is a positive, and then the same question on the negative side of things, Landon. 
Oh, well, uh, on the positive, I know it's a green and gold Monday, but it was just a really cool experience back when uh, Trevor Hoffman was came to the Brewers from San Diego. Hell's bells. Um, a buddy, a buddy of mine and I went this on a, what I thought was a random night. Didn't even realize it, but it was the night that he broke the record, and it was just really cool and electric to be in Miller Park. So I would say that would have to be my positive. Okay. And as, as far as the negative goes, it was the Randy Moss Moons the Packers playoff game. Oh, God, that was a horrible ride home I from was, Green Bay. I, I was there. That. Yep, I was oh, there for that game. So all, I was there. I was, sitting, I was sitting in the end zone, and it was just like, oh, jeez. You know, and especially, I don't know, it just popped in my head after after yesterday. But, you know, I mean, there's positives and there's negatives in sports, so. You take the good with the bad, but I don't know that Trevor Hoffman. That was that was pretty cool. I mean, obviously Mariano broke the record since then, but right. it, was, it was still cool. it was still cool to be there for that. No doubt, and that's another super good dude. Thanks for the call, Trevor Hoffman. Super good dude. Like that. That's another guy. And again, nobody's perfect. People have their flaws, right? Because I wish I about how great of a dude Giannis appears to be as well. Trevor Hoffman, another guy that just appeared to be a super good dude. Just, just really appeared to be really, really good dude. And especially, I know he's loved. I'm sure Plucker will confirm this. Really loved in the San Diego community as well. Yeah, I was gonna say uh, I was at a game uh, after he retired. I think it was a year after he retired with the Brewers. He started doing TV with the Padres right. television station out there, uh, their Bally Sports, whatever it was at the time. Yep. And I remember walking in the on the concourse level at Petco Park, and. I was like, that guy kind of looks like Trevor Hoffman, but I wasn't like a hundred percent sure, and I was by myself at the time, so I didn't I didn't have my dad there to confirm that it right. was Trevor Hoffman, so I didn't want to walk up to this dude and be like, "Hey, you're Trevor Hoffman," and then it'd be That's super not. embarrassed. Right. But he was walking by, and like all of the ushers and different like staff that worked for the Padres, he was saying hello to all of them, shaking their hands, doing all this stuff, and I was like, "Okay, that can't be Trevor Hoffman." Then, but then I walked over after he walked past to one of the ushers, I was like. Was that Trevor Hoffman? And he goes, Yeah, he he does this like every day. He says hi to all of us like every day when we were walking through. Told and you. I'm just like, that's crazy. <laughs> and then I was really disappointed in myself because I had a baseball and a Sharpie in hand to try to get his autograph. And no, and it's you know, the crazy part <laughs> is out on it. it's not really crazy, but there's so many good people in sports, man. There really are. There are a lot of good people in sports that you know are similar to a Giannis or a Trevor Hoffman and, and those type of guys that you know, you just don't hear about that stuff. You you don't hear about all the positive stuff if it's not publicized. The negative stuff, oh boy, you can't you can't keep that all quiet. That all gets out immediately, and then these athletes get bashed left and right. Um, but there are so many good dudes uh, in sports, and so many good people. Uh, let's go to John South Milwaukee. You're next on Sparky's Midday Madness on the Fan. What's going on, John? Hey, not much. How you doing, Sparky? Good. Hey, my uh, positive and my negative are both the exact same thing. I was in the Miller Brewing Skybox at Lambeau when they had the, I think it was the rededication after all the uh, the first round of all the uh, upgrades and everything. Sure. And Reggie White was there. Oh, wow. And let me tell you, when his name was called and he walked out onto the field, he was wearing like a tan tracksuit is what it reminded me of. I mean, the crowd just went nuts. I mean, it was it was the most electric thing I've ever seen. And then, you know, you find out that, wow, that was the last time that he was in Lambeau before he died. Uh, I can't remember exactly how long after that, but 
Yeah, yeah, that's wild. So you got to yeah, see Reggie White and that whole deal. That's amazing. Oh, oh yeah, it, it was phenomenal. Yeah, that yeah. is. All right, what about the other side of the, the equation here, the negative side of things? It's, it's the same one. You know, you you because it was his last time. Because it was his last time that he was ever at Lambeau Field. Yeah. And after he died, you kept thinking, man, he's never coming back for any of the Packer nope. um, alumni stuff. Um, none of that, and it was just a really sad after that. So. Yeah, no doubt. I, thanks well, a lot. I appreciate it. Are- Take care. Oh, that's a great story. That is a great story. I, again, man, that that's the other thing too. Like, you know, some of these people that you think are like just superheroes or uh, role models or legends or whatever, and you just assume they're going to be here forever. Like, no big deal. See Kobe Bryant. There's one. I don't know if I'd put him in the same category as Reggie White necessarily. Um, but, but I mean, that's another guy that you thought would eventually probably end up owning the Lakers or running the Lakers front office or whatever the case may be, was doing a lot of stuff for the youth out in California and the different things that he had going on, and poof, all gone. And it's, it's, it's sad. And, again, that that that, that is something that as we live day to day, um, through COVID, through everything that happened in Waukesha, which was absolutely horrific yesterday, you know, just kiss the ones you love, hug them every day. Let them know how much you love them because you just do not know. Nate, north side of Milwaukee, you are next. Sparky's Midday Madness here on The Fan. What's going on, Nate? What's going on, Sparky? Um, me, personally, it has to be the Bucks championship. Um, I was down there for game seven in the Deer District. Just everybody, um, the, the loud, the loud uh, how loud it was down there. And all those people that were down there filling both sides of the arena. And, um... I used to, I was I was a young kid back in 2008 and stuff like that. And they used to be giving us tickets, um, and they were they weren't bad tickets. Like they were like 200 200 seat tickets, and they used to give high dog vouchers out. Like they were they were giving they were giving tickets away because that's how bad they were um, back then. And it was just now you can't even you can't even find tickets. Nosebleed tickets for like cheap, you know what I mean. So that's that's what that's probably my good and my bad is probably um, yeah that Brandon Bostic play. I that whole game I was I was so excited because I'm like oh we got a lead we 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 were we we stuff didn't go our way but at the end I was like at the end I was like okay well, now it's in our hands all all we have to do is secure this play secure this kick. And people try to play hero ball, and it bounces off his hands, and they end up running whatever plays they do, and then that, then that big old, big old chunk play to get them down there, and it was just bad, 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 bad time. That, that. Yeah, it was, and you know that whole thing about being told to do one thing, and then you decide to take matters into your own hands. That that's where you run into trouble, and that's what happened in that situation. Nate. Yeah, I, I just I I still can't, I I still that's the one like I don't I don't dislike a lot of players but Brandon Bostic I I just every time I hear his name it 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 it, 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 it just it gets a, a negative reaction from me because I'm like you you, it, you didn't have to do it I mean 
Yeah, he was told not to. He was told do not, do not go for the ball. I mean, he was specifically told that that's the thing that just boggles my mind. He was told one thing and he said, "I the heck with it. I'm going to do something else." That's the thing. That's crazy. Once I found that out, I was like, "Okay, yeah, I'm done with you now." Yeah. It's crazy. And people make mistakes, obviously. Nate, thanks for the call. People are going to make mistakes. Like, it's going to happen. Like, that's that's not a huge deal that people make mistakes. The huge deal uh, is when you make the mistake, why you made the mistake, and how you made the mistake. I'm, I make mistakes all the time. I mean, that, that that's that's part of life. Like, we're all going to make mistakes. And the ability to forgive and move on, obviously, is a, is a big part of it. Uh, as well. But the Brandon Bossy thing, yeah. I mean, go back to 4th and 26, Packers and Eagles. I mean, this station, we had billboards running that said 4th and 26 with like the station logo on it back in the day. People forget how heartbreaking that 4th and 26 play was. Absolutely ridiculous. And that that's one that, again, the Bossy one stinks for sure. But you should not be giving up a first down on a 4th and 26 play. I, I don't care who you are. Like, that still haunts me. There was a play last night that was, what was it, like 3rd and 29 in that Charger game last night against the Steelers. Steelers were all backed all the way up. 3rd and 29, and that 4th and 26 thing came right back in my head. I'm like, oh, man. Keep always, always, always thinking about that thing. Uh, Sparky's Midday Madness here on 1250 AM. The Fan, Sherman and Tosa, Chuck in New Berlin. You guys are coming up next. Talking about uh, things that you never thought you'd see in your lifetime. As a Wisconsin sports fan, a good one and a bad one. And this all comes off the fact that uh, Dan Plucker booked us. Corbin Burns, the uh, Cy Young Award winner, will join us tomorrow at 106 on the Wendy's Big Show. Welcome in. It is Sparky's Midday Madness on 1250 AM. The Fan Packers lose 34-31. It is... The Madness with you. Rami Makhlouf comes up with the Rami Show coming up at 3 o'clock. Looking forward to hearing what Rami's got on his show today. He'll continue, I'm sure, to talk about the Packers uh, and Vikings. Plus, you got the Rams coming up on Sunday at 325 start for that one. Green and Gold post game show with Gary Ellerson and Dan Plucker. Dan Plucker heading up to Lambeau Field again. I'm not sure Plucker's going to get a snow game this week. You may not get snow two weeks, two games in a row, Plucker, when you go to Green Bay. But uh, we'll see how that whole thing goes against the Rams. You seen Aaron Donald? Oh yeah, you saw Aaron Donald. You just saw the, didn't you just see them play against yeah. the Lions? Yeah, I went to LA to watch the Lions and Rams right. play. So this is the second time I've seen the Rams play this season. They didn't look very good against the Lions, I'll tell you that. And nope. the last couple of weeks they have not looked good against good teams either. It's because they lost the Titans on Monday night and then they lost uh who do they play on Sunday night this past week that they also lost to? No, they haven't oh, played. No, well. no, no, no. It was it was Sunday night against the Titans they lost, Monday night against the 49ers that they lost. This week was bye, so this upcoming week against the Packers, it's going to be an interesting game. Matthew Stafford has a history of being poor against uh, teams that are above 500 and that are playoff teams, so this is going to be a real test for him, and I think it's going to kind of make a statement because this is that would be, what, three losses in a row against teams that probably Rams fans and the NFL expect them to win. Yeah, uh, you'd be interesting to see how this whole thing plays out for sure, especially knowing you have no Elton Jenkins and it doesn't appear David Bakhtiari is going to play either. I've said it before on the big show, I'll say it again. I just want Rodgers to be healthy at the end of this game. I don't care about win and loss. Just just keep that man healthy going into the bye week, get everybody else healthy, and then get back to winning football games uh, after the bye week. Uh, okay, so asking you this, uh, going off of the news that Dan Plucker got his Corbin Burns, uh, the NL Cy Young Award winner, coming up tomorrow at 106 on the Wendy's Big Show. Uh, what's the one thing uh, that you've seen in your lifetime that you can't believe you saw that was a positive? And then the same question, but as 
a negative. The one thing you saw that you still can't believe you saw, and uh, you from a negative standpoint, it still bothers you. Chuck in New Berlin, you're next on Sparky's Midday Madness. What's going on, Chuck? Good afternoon, Sparky. Afternoon. Um, first of all, the positive was definitely the 96 Packers, and I'm saying this, I know it wasn't a big surprise for a lot of people, but I was living in East Texas at the time, going to high school, and uh, we were slated to go to the Super Bowl that year, but the Cowboys had just won the previous year, and I went to the Monday Night Football game against the Cowboys, and Chris Boniel hit seven field yeah. goals. That was the only scoring of the entire game, yep. so it was 21-6, to six, and that put so much doubt in my mind. I'm like, oh, God, we're going to lose to the Cowboys in the playoffs, aren't we? So when they won it, then I was able to put on my bragging pants and, uh, yeah, become – Never had to face the Cowboys. Never had yes. to face the Cowboys in the playoffs. That, that's how right. that whole thing worked out. And again, I, I say it all the time. Sometimes you got to get lucky. And I think in that instance, in that playoff run, they got a little bit lucky that they didn't have to deal with Dallas again, who had been a pain in their side forever and got Carolina instead. Correct. And then uh, the negative was uh, the 2011 Brewers because we were, by and large, the most talented team yeah. in major leagues that year. And there is no way that we shouldn't have gone all the way and won it. Yeah, that's that's a, there's a lot of Brewers heartache from that standpoint of getting the playoffs and thinking you had it. And yeah, that that one hurts for sure. I I'm with you on that one. Thanks for the uh call. Let's go to Sherman and Wawatosa. You're next on Sparky's Midday Madness. All right, what's that one moment that you still can't believe you saw as a Wisconsin sports fan that's positive? Uh man, hey Spark, the Brewers having five all-star pitchers, man. This year, man, that was just great, man. I never thought we back in '82. We had four with Sutton, Vukovic, and Caldwell and Fingers. But with with these guys, they have now, and we still got them under contract for two more years. Um, that's I never thought I would have seen that because we're normally a home run hitting team because of our park. Okay, and that that's just great. Um, negative. All of the Packers receivers stayed out of camp this this summer and supported their quarterback. And I feel like that cost us that Kansas City game. Had Love had any kind of connection with with any of those guys, we would have beat Kansas City. For sure. And let me now let me throw this in too, Spark. Did anybody see Kansas City blitz Dak to death yesterday and he couldn't even get a touchdown? You know, I think they only got inside the 35 once. Yeah, they were and not good then, yesterday. Pollard had a nice run. CeeDee Lamb went out with a concussion at the end of the first half. And, and they had Amari Cooper out because of COVID. He caught, uh, tested positive for COVID over the weekend. So they were in, they were in bad shape yesterday, the Cowboys. Yeah, well, they, they you know, Dak didn't look any better than Love did with nope. that blitz. He didn't know what to do. Yep. Okay, and then Houston blitzed Ryan Tannehill to where – Tennessee lost to them. He and threw Tennessee four picks. What to do. He threw four now, picks in that game. Four picks, man. Four picks under that pressure. Yep. So that that made me sit back and say, okay, would did Jordan Love really look that bad? You know, I mean, when you think about Tannehill, been in the league eight, nine, ten years. Yep. Dak been around six, seven years. They didn't know what to do. Here, this kid hadn't played, started the game in two years. He's missing some of his offensive linemen. He ain't never threw the ball to the receivers he got out here. And he managed to put up seven. And if Crosby kicked the two field goals, he at least put up 13. So that just gave me a pause, man. I hope everybody else look at it like that because I didn't like the way everybody piled on that kid like that. I agree with you. 
I agree. Yeah. I totally agree. That goes back to something we were saying earlier. Sherman, thanks for the call. Uh, we're, Plucker and I were talking about this earlier, that if there was like a minor league spring league for football, you could have had Jordan Love playing in the spring, this last spring, if there would have been a spring league, now going with COVID and everything else, who knows? But if there would have been a spring league and you could have designated three, four, five guys to go play, you could have had a Jordan Love playing in that league, getting reps in live action uh, versus the way this whole thing played out anyhow. It makes so much sense to eventually have that 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 you know, NFL Europe type deal, but have it here. Even if it is the USFL, which announced today they're starting and they're going to be at one site, and, oh, by the way, it's owned and run by Fox. Hello. Um, if that's how it is, that's fine. You know, if, if every team gets to send, you know, three three to five players uh, to be on their one team, kind of like uh, the G League was when it first started with the NBA before all these teams started having their own teams, then fine. Then that that works too. And think about all the Packer fans that would have been watching those spring games had Jordan Love been starting each one of them. And on top of that, think about how much the the storylines change around Aaron Rodgers and all the leverage he has if Jordan Love is balling and playing well in that spring league. Right, Blocker? I mean, everything. I mean, because Rodgers obviously had the leverage. But if the spring league was going on and Jordan Love is tearing it up and winning games and looking good, all of a sudden the Packers are sitting back going, hmm, he's better than we thought. He, he's a little bit closer than we thought all of a sudden. Well, And, and that changes the storyline. And it's not just the players it's 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 or and the coaches and the organization it's the fans too that are going to start giving the talking heads on the media yep no doubt um i do have some news out of green bay uh matt lafleur at the podium right now and he said that he quote thinks david bakhtiari will play this season uh ryan wood asked him if there was a plan for his return he said there's certainly a plan but not everything goes according to plan he won't be out there this week so bakhtiari will miss another week they said sometime in December. I, I uh, or not they. Some report from earlier this morning. Uh, I don't remember who it was. Said that at some point in December he'd be back. So they're trying to get him through the bye week. Is my guess. Get him through the bye week and then maybe have him ready for that Bears game. But you don't need him for the Bears game, right? I don't. There's no reason to have him ready for the Bears game. You don't need him for well, that. Well, and the biggest reason why you would have needed him for the Bears game, Khalil Mack, is not playing. He's, He's hurt. Right. So like. Not disqualifying the Bears' pass rush, but without Khalil Mack, it's not the same. Not the same. Not the same. You're not. You're not as concerned. If Aaron about Donald, protecting right? If Aaron Donald wasn't playing for the Rams this week, I'd be less concerned about our offensive line. But you got him and Von Miller to deal with, and the rest of that front seven pass. I, I that, again, my biggest thing: just please have twelve be healthy after the game is over, or as healthy as you can be with that bad toe. Bob on the East Side, you're next on Sparky's Midday Madness. What's up, Bob? Hey, Spark. Thanks for taking my call. Sure. Um, I want to build on that 4th and 26th game sure. that you talked about. But before I do that, you know, you ask about great moments, poor moments. It's like sports is like gambling. I mean, when you win, you expect it. When you lose, it just rips your heart out. Yep. So um, true. But that 4th and 26th, what really stands out to me and bothers me more than anything about that, not that play, but the series before, they had gutted the Eagles. They ran for over 200 yards. They couldn't stop Amon Green, couldn't stop Dorsey Levins. We had a fourth and less than a, less than one around the 50, and we elected to punt. Punt, yep, I remember that. Because that day, you I mean, no balls. I mean, why would you – you could have salted the game away. And in today's world, with coaching the way it is, 
They would have never punted that ball. No, because coaches today don't don't like to punt to begin with. So coaches today are a lot more worthy of gambling. Like last night, I mean, I don't know what the heck the Chargers were doing last night. They went for it on like their own 35 last night in the fourth quarter with like four and a half or five minutes left and didn't get right. it uh, and gave it back to Pittsburgh. And I'm I'm in bed watching going, what are you doing, man? Punt that football. Uh, and it, it turned out fine. They ended up still winning the, the, the football game. But that really gives you an idea of how the – the thinking has changed uh, in the NFL. Yeah, and but just real quick again, you go back to that game, and I, it's funny because I remember where I was for the two games, that and the fourteen game, same tavern, same you know Super Bowl. What tavern? Where had, where were you at, Bob? I was at the Uptowner on the corner of Humboldt and Center. Okay, got you. Go ahead. Everywhere. Yep. Yeah, and uh, it just drove me nuts that they didn't. I mean, everybody couldn't believe it. We're like, what? We had just like uh, we yeah, we ran for over 200 yards in that in that game, and why we chickened out at that moment, I just don't get it. You know, and that's that's the the one thing too uh, is when we go back and we look at that game. Did I maybe I'm I'm misremembering, Bob? Didn't Favre throw one right to Al Harris after that later in that game? Uh, I can't. I I, I want to say yes, but. Uh, <laughs> It's a long time ago. I'm going to look. I'm pretty sure he threw it right to him. There was nobody around that dude. I'm going to look it up in the break and see if I can find that. I'm pretty sure Favre kind of gave it up after that one was all said and done. But he got fourth and 26. My God. Do me a favor. At some point, check out our rushing statistics in that game, and it'll just make you you cry. Uh, Yeah, I I will do that. Thanks, bud. Take care. There he is, Bob, on the east side. All right, let's see. Real quick, Sparky. Yeah. Uh, Taysom Hill. Just signed a unique four-year hybrid-type contract extension, according to Adam Schefter. With the Saints? With the Saints. What is going on with him and Sean Payton? It is a Is he related year, to Sean Payton and we don't know? It is a four-year deal worth anywhere between $40 million and $95 million, depending on what position he plays. $22.5 million guaranteed. <clears throat> so he's where he's currently playing... Like this t- tight end, running back thing, quarterback sometimes forty million dollars, but the extra fifty five million comes into effect if he becomes the Saints starting quarterback for the next four years. Well, that's not happening. So it's going to be like forty million, right? Yeah, but ten million a year for a guy that doesn't even play every down. Mm-hmm. Yep, I'm telling you, they must be related. Like they have to be. Like I don't know what else it could be. Why else would you continue to pay this dude ridiculous amounts of money? Does Sean Payton think somebody else in the league was going to pay this dude $10 million a year to come in and play with him? It's just, oh, Taysom Hill. Good God. Uh, James in Waukesha, you're next here on Sparky's Midday Madness. What's up, James? Hey, Sparky. Hey, considering I'm watching the Badgers moving on to the semifinals. Yeah, I'm watching it too. Classic. Yep. Yeah. I mean, I, 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 I never thought I'd live to see the day the, to see the Badgers play a championship and the worst was how they lost it when they lost it yeah no no question uh and you know they were they were there back-to-back years you remember in the final four it was back-to-back years and then you get there and have a chance to win it and the right. who was it the harrison brothers is that who that was um uh, wasn't that kaminsky and uh, uh, kaminsky and decker right but i'm saying for kentucky I want to say oh, who that was oh. uh, on the other team uh, that yeah, that sure. kicked their tail end at the end of the day, and that's why yeah. they lost the game. But 
Uh, yeah, yeah. That, that I never thought I would have saw the Badgers in the national championship game either for basketball. I'm with you on yeah, that. That's a once that's a once in a lifetime opportunity, you know. Yeah, no question. Yeah, I totally agree All with right. you on that. All right, now what about the negative side of things, or is the negative just how they lost the game? I think it's I think it's how they lost the game. Yep. Yeah, I, I get it. I get you. That was heartbreaking at the end of that one, James. Thanks for the call. Let's get one more in here, Jeff in Greendale. You're next on Sparky's Midday Madness on the Fan. What's up? Hey, good afternoon, sir. How you doing? I'm all right. Good. You know, we're, we're here. It's Monday. That's right. Um, <laughs> hey, well, positive is the Sinyan's 3,000 hit. I mean, the dramatics that led up, he got one hit per game in that homestand, and then we're going to go on the road. I mean, to me, that whole buildup leading up to that 3,000 hit was amazing in that. But just to see it, I'll never be – I mean, as far as I know, I don't think I'm ever going to be around a game where someone gets a 3,000 hit. So, to me, that was an amazing thing to see. Uh, negative is going to be the San Francisco game, which I know everyone knows is the, the screaming of the announcer, Owens, Owens, uh, on that drive, which stunk. But it's what was forgotten was Jerry Rice. That, that was an incomplete pass. Right. Prior to it. I mean, and yet it, the drive continues on. It was just like, oh, you got to be kidding me. And then, then the play happened. I was just like, it just ripped my gut on that one. I mean, a lot of everything that everyone else is bringing up rips your gut, but that one sticks out to me. Yeah, no question about it. Thanks for the call. Appreciate Thanks. it. Jeff, uh, go back. I went back to the fourth and 26 games. The interception that fired through that was horrible. It was to Dawkins. It wasn't to Al Harris. Um, and that was at the end of that game, and that's how they ended up losing 2017. The, the headline of the story was, Brett Favre has thrown this kind of pass often in his career, and this time the Philadelphia Eagles' Brian Dawkins was there waiting for it. Uh, and they ended up losing that one, a 2017 uh, and Amon Green in that game, uh, going back to what the caller said, saying they ran really well. Uh, Amon Green, 25 carries, 156 yards uh, in that game. Favre in that game, 15 of 28 for 180, two touchdowns and a pick uh, in that one. Donovan McNabb killed the Packers on the ground. He had 11 rushes for 107 yards, plus 248 through the air with two touchdowns uh, in that one. Deuce Staley and Todd Pinkston both catching touchdowns in that 4th and 26th game uh, for the Eagles against the Packers. Rami Makhlouf is here. We'll find out what's coming up on the Rami Show next here on Sparky's Midday Madness. Welcome in. Sparky's Midday Madness on 1250 AM. The fancy Sparky Pfeiffer. And you. You're right there. Thanks for listening for the last hour of the show. Oh, I thought you were talking Stay about me. Stay tuned. Settle down. Uh, the next three hours can be very entertaining because he's a very entertaining type person. Thank you. Uh, he has Rami Makhlouf uh, coming up next. And... Uh, before we hear what's on your show, I'm going to ask you something. Yes, ask me something. No, this is a tricky question for you because mm-hmm. you're a Chicago guy. Right. But I'm still going to ask it. Okay. I'm going to ask you the question. What What's the one thing Wisconsin sports that you can't believe happened in a positive way for the Wisconsin sports team and then in a negative way for the Wisconsin sports team in your lifetime living here in Wisconsin Beautiful state of Wisconsin, it seems like. So, like, 4th hmm. and 26 yeah, for me. Good, I was wondering why the you were Bostic, talking about 4th and 26. The Bostic thing uh, with Seattle, that's come up, obviously, as yeah, well. Yeah. Uh, the reason we're talking about it is we have Corbin Burns at 106 tomorrow. I never thought I'd get to see a Cy Young Award winner for the Brewers. I mean, we trade for Sabathia. We trade for Grinky, We trade for Markham. We overpaid Jeff Supon. Never did I think we'd ever get to this point. Sure. And then you had another guy who was 5th in the Cy Young voting in Woodruff. And then, as another caller brought up, you had five, I think it was Sherman and Tulsa, you had five all-star pitchers for the Brewers in one season. The record before that, I think, was four. 
I mean, just amazing to me that, you know, you're able to see that. Okay, so. That's you, pretty cool. That's a cool thing to right? see. Um, and other I'm, people were calling up situations that they were at. Am I taking the easy, obvious answer if I say it's still a little hard to believe the Bucks won a championship? We had one person say that, yes. That's, that's That called in. Yeah, that's probably that's probably the one thing for me. No doubt. That's, I never thought I'd see that either. That's a very cool experience. Right. As far as bad, um, hmm. Hmm. There was there was the Trent Grisham play in the outfield in the NLCS. Right. That was that was like oh like like oh my god I can't believe that just happened. You know what I mean? Correct. And maybe cost him a trip to the World Series. It's either that or the Bostic thing. It's one of those two. As far as bad, like the, bad things that I can't believe happened in, in Wisconsin sports. The, it's one of those two. The Bostic thing. Uh, yeah. I, and again, a lot of people still haven't gotten over that. And to be quite honest with you, I'm not sure when people are going to move on from that and get over that. Um, but yeah, that one, that and it wasn't just him. It wasn't just him. Uh, no, I mean, there were other situations that happened in the last five minutes, like them deciding to run the football, them sliding on a, on an interception. I would have done the same thing. I I had no issue with that. Then I I had no issue with that. Now I remember sitting because you don't want him to fumble the ball and give it back unnecessarily. Like just get the ball and get down. I remember sitting in my buddy's basement watching that game with a bunch of friends. And when he slid, I went, what are they doing? They think this game's over. Those are my exact words. I said, what are they doing? They think this game's over, and it and indeed it wasn't. And that was the first domino to fall in that game not being over. You take that thing to the house or at least put it in a position for Aaron Rodgers to to put it in the end zone and put the foot on the throat and really put that game out of reach, that game's that game is not even in question. Yeah, you're right. That game is not even in question. Sliding I, in that spot was dumb. I was fine with it. I had no issue with it, but everybody seemingly did after the fact when it was all said and done. Uh, okay, Rami Matt. Can I ask you something before you, I tell you what's on my show today? Sure. Why so dapper today, buddy? You got um, on the sweater with you, like the. I uh, did this show for four hours with like the scarf. Four neck hours on with it. Gary you have like a shirt and a tie yeah. underneath, like yeah, yeah, a yeah. salmon colored shirt. Yeah. Is that a gray tie? It all works That's very blue. well. You're like looking, a light blue. Tie. A light blue. It's yeah. looking very. You look very sharp. You look very sharp. Thank you. The I, hair uh, is coiffed. Looks yes. good, dude. This, this is the thing. Looking good. So Gary, yeah. off, this all happened off the air. Nobody brought it up on the air until you just yeah. now. Four uh-huh. hours, five right. hours. Been on the radio. Yeah, not a word on the air. Not a word. Not on the air. No. With the tight knot. And off everything. the air. Gary's top like, button. Button. Gary's like, what? What would you all dress up for? Yeah. I said, uh, no reason. Just felt like dressing up today. Come on. No, come on. You don't get up and put all that on for no reason. Just felt like it. As I told Leroy Butler, who also didn't believe me, I said, text Kay and ask her. I came downstairs. She's like, "What are you all dressed up for?" I'm like, "Oh no, just felt like dressing up today." Looked in the closet, had the had the khaki pants on first. I was looking for wear something else. I was like, "I think that kind of looks good together. I'm gonna do something different today and wear a tie." So I did. Feel good. What? I, I feel good. Really? Yeah. Yes. Oh, I hate. I hate. I would be so <laughs> uncomfortable right now if I was you. You sat here for four yeah. hours hosting radio, dressed Five like that. Hours. Five hours. Yeah. No, man. To me, not all the time, but a lot of times when I'm like this dressed up. I feel like I'm more alert and more on top of things a little bit. Really? I think so, yeah. Maybe oh. it's because of the uncomfortableness of, uh, uncomfortableness of it, maybe, right. is why. Right. But yeah, I just feel better. I feel better. Not that I want to wear a suit every day, but either way. Sam, put up a poll. Um, do, okay. you ever, do you ever put on a shirt and tie for just no reason, just because? For just no reason, like just, I did today. Do you ever wear a shirt and tie just because? Just because. Put up the poll at 1250 Let's a.m. Let's see. <laughs> at 1250 a.m. Yeah. Fan. And then we're going to take a picture of Sparky and attach it to said poll so they know why we're asking and what we're talking about. Yeah. Nobody nobody puts on a shirt and tie just because. That's, I did today. That's never happened. That's never. Today. You're the first person in the history of people. I've done this before. To put on it just because? Just because. Now, that's weird, From man. time to time. That's weird. I think that's weird. Yeah. 
And I should have done it tomorrow because we're going to go see Jesus Christ Superstar at the Marcus Performing Arts Center tomorrow night. Mm-hmm. So I probably should have gotten dressed up like this for tomorrow. Maybe I'll do something else tomorrow to dress Rock up. the same outfit. Nobody saw you in public today wearing that You're thing. tweeting out a picture of me. So yes, <laughs> everybody's going to have seen me in public. Nobody would have fair. had we not tweeted out a That's picture. Fair. That's fair. Would have been fine. That You're right. Fair. Yeah. Yeah, literally, I'm going. I'm leaving here yep. in like an hour or whatever. Mm-hmm. Then I'm going to go pick up the boy from grade school right. and go home. Right. And then I've got to take uh, the 14-year-old and his teammate to weightlifting. Then I'll probably come back here to the radio station and do some work until they're done. Pick them up, drop them off, and then be done for the night. It's and a then, day, man. But I'm, it's a whole day. As far as out in there. public, not yeah, really. Nobody's going to see you. Uh, That's why it's, it makes no sense that you're wearing all that. But It's just for you me. You look good. Just for me. You Thank you. Good. Appreciate yeah. it. You All right, good. what do you got? Coming up on the show today, Sparky, we're going we're gonna to break this down piece by piece, right? We're going to break it down. We're going to put it back together, as they say. First hour, I want to talk about the defense and how it looked like yesterday. One bad game, or was or are, are we back to questioning the defense? We can talk about that in the first hour. Got to play it by ear with Gary Ellerson. He's going to join me at 345 or 4. He has other engagements he has to attend to, but has assured us he will be on the Rami show. We'll also hear from Matt LaFleur this afternoon. And in the 4 o'clock hour, we're going to talk about the offense and and whether or not you think they got their groove back or if that was just a blip on the radar. And then uh, much, much more. We'll look at Bucks Magic tonight as well. I know it's a green and gold Monday, but Bucks Magic tonight happening at the five serve. So lots to talk about this afternoon. Um. So for me, mm-hmm. I think it just all comes down to, for this Rams game coming up, just keeping Rodgers healthy. I don't really care if they win or lose. I, I don't I don't care at all. I really don't. Mm. And I've been saying it, and I don't know how many people are going to come along with me on this journey the rest of the week, but that's where I'm at. I just don't want him to get hurt in that game. And with what they're going to have to do for the offensive line to get through, I, that's very concerning to me of, of how this whole thing could play out. I, I'm I am greatly concerned because as we talked about on the big show, I can chip if it's a tackle. Sure. I can help. I can try to double team an Aaron Donald to try and help him. Is that gonna fix the situation? No. It's probably not gonna fix the situation. You're gonna still have issues where he's gonna run through two dudes and come get what he's looking for, and that's a quarterback. That that's that's where my concern is on all of this is protecting Aaron Rodgers. I mean, we could talk about this Vikings game that's done, but losing Elton Jenkins... You green and gold Monday. Right. Losing Elton Jenkins, though... That's huge. ...screws up this Rams game. That's huge. Especially with Bakhtiari not coming back this week. So, now now you're really in a situation where you got Yosh, Yash, uh, in order to try and get you through this thing. And the other thing is, you can't afford to lose another lineman. Like, that's it. They're out. They got nobody else. Yeah. I couldn't tell you who another backup offensive lineman is at this point. I know. They can't lose another one. They're at a breaking point. Yes, we'll they get are. get to that at some point this afternoon as well. It's that, becoming dangerously close to being almost Magic Carpet Ride-like if they're able to still win this thing with as many guys as they keep losing. It's getting close. Rami Makhlouf comes up next. Don't go anywhere. He's next here I'm on... I'm show up in a shirt and tie tomorrow. 12.50 a.m. The fan. Just because. You own a tie? Yes, I own... I. Yeah, I own two ties. I didn't think comics actually even ever wore ties. I own two ties. What color? One is like a like a yellowish thing that was from my brother's wedding, oh. and then uh, the other one is like a like a grayish. So you don't have a, thing. an actual black tie? I don't think I have a black tie. No. Huh? So which one are you wearing tomorrow? I'm not. I was kidding. 
Oh, come on. <laughs> no. That would be good. I'd be uncomfortable here all yeah, day. Yeah, that'd be good. To be you'll on the do, radio. You'll do a better show. I would dress better if we had, you know, like what they have down at the score with their their like their whole broad their whole like video broadcast, the score down in Chicago. Nobody I'd, dresses with a shirt and tie on those broadcasts. Not a shirt and tie, but I dress, about the I'd Twitch, dress better than this. I'm wearing Twitch, a tie-dye with my dog's face on it. The Twitch TV thing or whatever <laughs> that they do down there. Yeah. Yeah, no, I I'm good with that. No, I'm good. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 